put your hands together and welcome Bishop Nassim Hai. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we pray at this hour, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity, for this wonderful, lovely, great conference. Thank you for the vision that you have put upon our Father's life. Showing us and directing us and teaching us. And showing us the way to do ministry. And to help others also to do the work of the ministry. I pray, Lord, let your anointing, your grace fall on your people. Let them live here transformed. Let them move from one level to another in ministry. Father, those that just fancy and look at ministry, Father, bring them that burning desire to work for you. Pick them. Use them. Bless them. Father, Holy Spirit, use me at this hour. Help me speak to your people. Thank you, host of angels, for your presence. Have your own way in our midst, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and take your seats in the house of God. Amen. Amen. How many of you are enjoying the work of the ministry? How many of you know that serving God is the best? And we've been talking about how to do the work of God. And this conference is actually a conference that is helping us to understand what to do for God. When I had a chance on the first time on the Tuesday, Wednesday, I was able to start sharing with you about how to do the ministry with some of our father's books. Amen. But I believe that we all have a ministry and then we want the ministry to do well. And especially in this, our land in Ashanti region, a lot of people like the prophetic. And uh, people like spiritual things. And people like, I hear. People say, I see. When they have not seen anything. People say, I have heard. When they have not heard anything. The, the, the five-fold ministry gives is there. And uh, specifically, when it comes to the prophetic area. And you can easily misuse that office. So for everyone who is here today, thank God that our Father is helping us to do the right thing when it comes to ministry. Especially if you want to expand and you want to know more about the prophetic. And to expand and and do well in your ministry. You need this particular book. Amplify your ministry. And this is where signs and wonders, miracles can take place. How many of you want to work signs and miracles? Wow. Wow. It is very powerful. I also love signs and miracles. But it doesn't just happen. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I want I want to use this book today. 
And then show you some interesting things that our father has made it clear to us. Amen. The first chapter talks about why miracles and manifestations of the spirit will amplify your ministry. He says that miracles and manifestations are our only chance to reach the world for Jesus Christ. They are our only chance to reach every kindred nation and people for the kingdom. They are the opportunities to minister to accomplish what God has called them for. So miracles and manifestations of the spirit were available to the 12 disciples and for the 70 people that Jesus Christ sent out. They are still available for all of us through the Great Commission. As soon as I saw this, I was very happy that these signs and wonders, miracles, manifestations are for us. They are for all of us we will begin to know and realize what God has given to us. And he talks about the miracles, the point one. Point one, it says miracles and manifestations of the spirit will help you to reach the world for Christ. Amen. Amen. So when you continue in this book, it will help you and then also help you to understand the manifestations and the miracles of God. But today, I want to share with you from chapter 5. If you don't have this copy of this book, please try and own a copy. Try and own a copy. And you can get them in this book. All of them are in the Macarius. So just get a Macarius and you Hallelujah. Amen. This chapter has really blessed me. I mean, in this society, it says that there are four laws of miracles and manifestations. You cannot come and start working miracles, signs, and wonders and say that you don't understand the laws. You cannot get up one day and say that, look, I'm a superman, so I'm going to the top of the building and go and throw myself down and then I'll be able to land safely. There are some laws. When you break them, you die. God has given us some laws that is helping us to live on this earth. The gravity that you have around us, you go and throw yourself and die. It's not easy. There are some there laws that governs us to drive around. The traffic light is there. Traffic light no When it is red, it says stop. It's a law that is guiding you so that it can keep you safe. So that you don't die. If you cross one traffic light and you didn't die, you broke the law. 
Maybe the first one you broke didn't kill you. But another one that you will break will kill you. Hey. Hey. So if it becomes a normal practice of breaking the law all the time, you will live in breaking the laws and then it will affect you and you can die. That's why sometimes in the beginning when Abraham started following God and God called Abraham and uh, he was following God, he broke the law by sleeping with uh, Sarah's, uh, Sarah's maid. maid yeah. It was adultery. But he didn't know at that time. So maybe the measure at that time, God forgave him and said, that, look, you don't know. But when Moses time came, he said, that, look, these people, they can always be fornicating and causing trouble and all these things. So let me bring the laws. And Abraham was shot, so, so that when you know that you are fornicated, you're breaking the law. Abraham and when you continue breaking the law, you are living in sin and sin will Finally, it is death. Every field of endeavor has the, its rules and laws. You must learn the rules of miracles and manifestations of the Spirit if you want to operate in them. The way God does things is sometimes different from the way we would like Him to. So, Ephesians chapter 55 verse 8 and 9 says that for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Ephesians 55 verse 8. Sorry, Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55 8 and 9. Neither are your ways my ways said the Lord for us the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts supernatural healing is different from the natural healing one of the biggest questions facing all miracles miracle ministries is why is everyone not healed another question is why is some people why is why do some people seem to have all the blessings and others have no blessings The existence of these questions in your mind can keep you away from experiencing the supernatural. Please remember that they were questions in the minds of the people in Jesus' hometown. They questioned his background as well. And as his source of power. Generally speaking, they were questioning the validity of his ministry. Now, to understand the manifestations and miracles, the first law that you need to understand is the law of divine selection. It is it is, it is quite easy to bring out the point that this is what God is telling us that in Luke chapter 4 in Luke chapter 4 there's a divine selection that is taking place. In Luke chapter 4 verse 25 to 27 it says that but I tell you of the truth 
Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias. When the heavens were shut up three years and six months. When great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elias sent. Save unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon. Unto a woman that was a widow. 27 and many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elias the prophet and none of them was cleansed saving Naaman the Syrian you know, Jesus had to come up with this statement because he had just gone to the temple in Luke chapter 4 verse 18 and opened the the, the Bible, and he has just read from Isaiah that, look, the Spirit of God is upon me. And the people were questioning his anointing that, ah, where from this man? We know him as the carpenter's son. When did he start coming to read this scripture in the, in, 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 the Bible, in, the, in the church here, in the synagogue, and telling us that, look, the Spirit of God is upon So what is he coming to do next? And so, when he saw the minds of the people, he told them that there is a law. I've been divinely selected. If you don't know, that selection was seen when he went to John the Baptist and he was baptized, and the Holy Ghost came upon him. And he come into the temple now, and then he has read the and they didn't And God is trying to explain to them that look, if you are seeing me here now preaching to you or hearing me from what I'm telling you now in the synagogue, I'm telling you that. There is a law that is the divine, the, the divine law of selection. And how does God select people so that divinely these people receive the blessing from God? Sometimes I have questioned some of these things a lot and I have asked God that God, how come that some of the people when you pray for them, some people are healed, some people are not healed? So it is not that we are the ones or the pastor or the one who is praying for you is the one who has the power to heal you. It is by the divine selection of God that brings the healing to you. But God is looking for somebody who is ready to receive him and believe in him. Throughout God working on this earth when people came to him and they asked him that look I want to be healed and he said do you believe he said the only thing is that you believe if you believe in God you receive your healing if you don't believe in God divine selection will not happen to you so I was wondering that this woman that Jesus Christ talks about that this woman the widow who was hungry and about to die and all his food was getting finished what was he doing then in the house that God had to send Elijah to him to her I can believe that there was hunger in the whole city. There was everybody who was traveling, going, trying to do something to feed themselves. And this woman was feeding on this oil and flour and then everything was about to get finished. And I believe that this woman has been kind on God. God, deliver me. God, I know that you will do something about my situation. She was all the time praying and calling upon God. Amen. 
And it is We're happy with one of our father's message that he preached yesterday about the, uh, going through the process. You can, you can imagine how this woman was praying. And God divinely selects this woman that a lot of women were there. They were all hungry. They didn't have food. But this particular woman, she's been crying on me. She has faith that I can do something about her situation. So, I will divinely select her. Somebody is here who is trying to do the work of the ministry. God is divinely selecting you into that office in the name of Jesus. Your belief should be in God. Your trust should be in God. I'm sure Elijah, when he was instructed to go to the man, he, he, he just followed the instructions of God that go to this woman and just went there. He doesn't know what God was about to do. And he, he rather thought that, look, as I'm going to this woman, I'm going to get food to eat. But, but to the prophet surprise, when he got there, the woman said that I'm just left with something to eat and I, my child, will die. Now, you, you think that you are coming here so that I have enough food here? God have directed you with your prophecy, word of knowledge, to come to me that I have a lot here to come and feed you. So the prophet was surprised that the woman didn't have anything. But the prophet, because God has spoken, he said that no, there is something that I must also do because I'm in that office. I have that authority Amen. to do something for this woman. If God has selected her, then something is about to happen. Something is about to change. And so the, the man of God prophesied over and the woman's food in the house and became plenty. Wow. 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 One day I was in a church. So that and, we know we're sorry. and I decided that we will be giving communion every Sunday morning. But the Lord told me that I should do communion every Sunday morning in the first service. You can do communion service for all the time and maybe nothing will happen. But one particular occasion, the Lord said that give communion in the morning. So I had to obey what God was telling me. So in the morning, I said this morning, we are taking communion. I don't know why, but God says that take communion in the morning service anytime you are having service. But I'm going to heal somebody. I don't know who it was. So here goes, we start giving communion. And then everybody was taking the communion. As soon as one brother took the communion, he screamed. I didn't know that the guy had come walking in clutches. He was walking with two clutches. As soon as I saw the guy scream, then I said, hey, then this is the one that God wants to heal. This is the sign. Divinely God has selected this person for healing. That healing that God is talking about. It is going to rest upon this person. It happened in the time that John the Baptist, God said that, look, I have selected the Messiah, I have selected the man of God, the son of God, who has come unto this earth to perform miracles and then to do my work. My son is here. But John didn't know who the son was. And so he said that, I will go and start baptizing. 
So for me to know who it is that the Lord is selecting. And to your name, Mr. Bibane, so now a brother was in Yamiswe, you will be by no one in the Pacro. John the Baptist, he was not a John the Baptist who has been baptizing already. And to Lenny Sawa Kosovo Bosudadao, he had the, the instruction that look, when baptized, the man that I have selected will come after that baptism. Did you hear that John has baptized people again? Okay. And to your tea and the second question, the man of God hears and he said, the prophet, the man who is in the office, hears an instruction. And when that thing is executed, then that he doesn't know that. But some of us who are operating in the prophetic, or we claim to say that we are prophets, or people say, Oh, I'm in the prophetic gift and this. It seems that every day God wants to do something. God can be doing something every day in the season. When you are divinely selected, all the, you are. the divinely selected people are all around. The Bible says that as soon as he was baptized, then he noticed that divinely Jesus was selected. So so this was but as soon as he screamed, and I said, brother, I think you are the one God wants to heal today. Come out from where you are. And receive your healing. It was then that I saw that he was coming in the clutches. I said, hey. I thought that the man has screamed and then it's like, oh, he's coming to, he's coming to receive a touch. And then maybe after praying for him or something, everything will be fine. Among the congregation that were there, I got this guy that come out. You are the one God is going to heal. Hey, hey! The guy started coming in that practice. Was holding the person. Was coming like yes. I said, hey! So at the point when I was standing there, I said, hey! But I thought that maybe the guy is giving out touch the person himself. But this one here. He's coming in crutches. I said, Lord God, mercy. Your word is true. Amen. If you said you are killing somebody divinely, yeah. then this must be the person. That's right. I will just stand on the faith and by your instruction and by your word and proclaim this person healed. Amen. I said, brother, today you are going to walk and you are moving and you are not going to walk and use this. You are not going to walk and use these crutches again. Amen. I met him up and took the crutches away from. Him. I said, I release you now and, and be made whole. And Jesus gives you now. I removed the crutches from there. The guy started trembling. He fell down under the power. When he woke up, he started walking normal. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 And this brother is with one of our branches in Pramso Church. He's now singing with them. And he's part of the church. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's the same thing that sometimes you just wonder that how is God doing things? So God is divinely selected people. And the people that God selects is that the person's faith 
person is expecting something from God. It's like we are just a catalyst and a representative of God. And God wants to use you on your the final authority for the person to be relieved of that problem. I don't see why we should make ourselves so special and mysteriously that we are prophets and we are moving around. And it's like people now tend to see us for rather some great help in a certain sense that we are we are swaying the congregation out. It is not that maybe when you come with a problem and then we pray for you and you don't receive your healing, it means that the man of God is not a prophet. When a prophet prayed for you and there's this particular healing hasn't taken place, it doesn't mean that it's not a prophet. But rather you must understand that it is God who is touching healing and his laws are in operation. If God has not selected you, you will not receive your healing. Amen. So there is a law at work. Can you imagine when the, he gave the, the next example about Naaman, when Naaman was the one who was now coming and he came to Israel. But Naaman had faith and said that the, the, listen, unless somebody preaches the gospel to you, you will never have faith to receive your healing. So the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 17 that faith cometh by what? Hearing, hearing by the word of God. And native girl from Israel had convinced the man that look, Charlie, when you go to Israel, there's some man there. You will receive healing. So, this man had it. He said that, wow. He went to see the, his king and he said that, look, give me a letter, let me go. And he sent a letter to the king. And, and the king was very furious that, ah, why are you coming to me? Is this man is coming to cause trouble. Am I the healer? But when Elisha had it, he said that, look, king, don't be frustrated. There's a God in Israel. At that time, the Bible did not explain to us that, look, uh, uh, Elisha had something from God that there's a man coming from Israel for healing. There's a man doing this. He didn't get any insight, revelation of any direction. The Bible that written it, that this man had specific instruction. That said, the Lord, there's a certain man coming from this. God can do that too. But all that I learned from this man is that he knew the word of God. He had read the scriptures in Leviticus chapter 14 verse 7. Where it talks about when somebody is sick and you anoint the person, let him wash himself seven times in the water. So the man knew the word of God and said that look, if there's any problem and this man is sick of a leper, my word, God's word is true. And, and the word of God will accomplish what it's asked to do. I believe in the word of God that what God has said will come to pass. And as I stand in that authority as a prophet, when I declare and proclaim this healing for this man, you will receive it. But sometimes it comes that when God, you, you, are not a certain, you are not a prophet in a certain office to declare somebody's healing or somebody's uh, deliverance. You know, it's like the, the fivefold gifts, they are there. Somebody is a teacher, somebody is an evangelist. The evangelists, they have authority. When they are standing on path, they have the authority to command for healing and these authorities for certain divine selection of the people that God has divinely selected them. When they proclaim it, healing takes place, deliverance takes place. And a prophet can hear from God directly and say, Thou sayest the Lord. 
And when you are in the office of a prophet that God has placed you there, you can also speak in somebody's life and that, that deliverance or the power of God will fall on the person for the person's situation to, to change. So, if we are a teacher or a pastor and then you know that you have not heard that say the Lord, that's it. God is telling you James chapter 5, he said that look, don't be worried. When somebody is sick, just call Anoint him or her with oil, and the person will recover. So just obey that one. And this is why you are so for extra extra for there. They also did the the Jacobu kind say. You must be a prophet when you have not heard anything. And the man you want to for break one teshi. But all the ministry gives there's an anointing there for certain power of God for the power of God to flow down for people to be healed and set free. So if this man had to go there and then he had to do something like that. Maybe based, I, I believe that based on what he knew about the word of God, he commanded Nehemiah to go and watch himself seven times. And, and, and he was not the priest out. to come and put two turtles and kill and use blood to cleanse him and wash. No. no but what, because he stands in the office of a prophet, he said that no, if the man watched seven times, he'll be here. God, God will back his and his no is on this man. The man came with faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But it is not easy to operate in this office. When you are operating in this office as a prophet or as a pastor, and then you want to hear from God and you want to you have to have a character. So you, you, you must be disciplined. This man, he came with money from all the way from Syria. He said that, look, there's even better water there if you want me to wash. But as the, the native girl told him that, look, the man of God there, he can perform miracles. When he prays for you, God hears him. It happened. He had it. He received the deliverance. The man was healed. And he said that, look, even the gods in Raymond, when they go, they perform miracles, they take money. So he prepared himself and came with money. And when the man of God performs the miracle, he will give him the money. There's a difference with the true spirit of God. And the false spirit of God. He told him that, take your money with you. The miracle, God has done it for you. You are delivered and blessed. Go your way. The seven girls say, hey! hey. The man himself said that he has bought this money and you don't want to take it. You have performed the miracle for the man. Collect the money. If you don't want it, I'll go for it. So, he went and took the case. He took the case for himself. I feel sorry for him. The law of divine selection. So God can select you to become a prophet. God can select you for you to receive your healing. God can select you for you to receive your blessing. God can select you that today you are going to be somebody like this. Everything comes from God. But he operates in his laws. You can't break his law and say what you want. You get what you want. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why First Corinthians chapter 13 verse 12 it says that for now we see through a glass darkly. But then, face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Hallelujah. Amen. 
paragraph here, he said that as a pastor, I pray for miracles and breakthroughs for my people. I once prayed for a group of ladies who had not been able to have children. Some of them became pregnant and and had children. I prayed again and again for some of the for some of them, but they were still not be able to have children. Surprisingly, some who already had children were blessed with even more children. You will say God is unfair. Why is that? Ah, somebody hasn't got. What did God give the person? And the people that have received now, they are even getting more. When it comes to the supernatural move of the Holy Spirit, you can often not tell what God will do. We do not know that He will do something. But we do not always know whom he would do it for. And why, and, and why he would do it. One of the laws that after you have understood the laws of divine selection is that it's God who selects the people he wants. You know, many a times I have questioned that ah, to God. If, in fact, one of the greater, the next law is the law of humility. If you are going to be somebody that God wants to bless and anoint, call, use, bless, give you a miracle, show you a miracle, you must operate under these laws. You must understand the laws of God. So, the woman with the issue of blood through many things Mark chapter 5 verse 25 and 26 a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better and rather grew worse it will amaze you that how did this woman receive the miracle? She operated under one law and then she received it. The law of humility. As soon as humility came in, the woman that look, I'm tired. I've gone around. Nobody can help me. But I cannot move into this public, this public place. They will laugh at me. They will scold me. They will resist me. But I will humble myself. Whatever they will do to me, no problem. But I will touch the hem of Jesus' garment. But I know that this man can help me. As soon as he had that faith to touch God, God did not even pray for him or her, but he received his healing. So you can also see Abraham when he started hearing the voice of God that follow me and I'll make you great and all that. When Abraham started following and he obeyed and left his father's home, where there were idol worshippers, he left the place and said, I will follow this God. Immediately he obeyed. There was nobody who laid hands on Abraham, but his obedience made him very anointed and placed him in the office of the Hallelujah. Amen. A lot of people miss 
the blessing of God because of humility. I always wondered like somebody like Nebuchadnezzar. How this man was so proud that he was somebody who was supposed to work for God. But when he became proud, God humbled him and told him that, look, he gave him all the, 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 what, the warning. He gave him true dreams. Look, if you don't change, this is your pride, Charlie. You end up being mad. This man didn't listen and he said, went about working in his parish and his palace and he was declaring that I built the whole of And God said that, hey, all the warnings you've ignored it. So you'll be mad for seven years. Now, when you offend God and there's no humility in you and now God has passed a sentence over you that unless seven years pass, what kind of prophet in this land can bring healing to you? In those days, they had a lot of prophets. They had a lot of churches too. They went around all the pastors and the churches to ask for healing for Nebuchadnezzar. That is a king. Look at what has happened to him. They will go to Prophet Z and then he will pray. Nothing will happen. For seven years, they have roamed with Nebuchadnezzar for healing and for miracles to take place over this man's life. They went everywhere in the land. When God puts a sentence on you, nobody can bring that deliverance. No prophet can change it. The only thing is for you to be patient and be humble and ask God for mercy. The sentence that is over your life, God will reduce it or remove it from you and then rather deliver you from your situation. So, when they was analyzing it, that ah, so it means that Nebuchadnezzar, after all the struggles he went through, nobody could heal him. But when seven years' time came, when he enters. And the spirit, that humility came in him. And then when he acknowledged that, in fact, God is God. And that's why, maybe, I'm going through this problem. God, because he is God, he knows that it is after seven years that the man will be humble. God knows everything. He could have said one year or two years, but that one year, two years, when he heals him and he comes back, he will still not be humble. Because he is God, he knows that it's after seven years that this man can be humble. So when seven years came, even when you go to a shepherd and the shepherd prays for you, you receive healing. So you might go to plenty places, but by the day that you end in one particular church that they are doing praise and worship and you receive healing, you say, hey, okay. There's a law of humility at work. So sometimes you go and end up, sometimes you are you are you are you are you are looking, seeking for help. And sometimes you make when you hear one miracle has happened in a church, you think that the pastor is this, and the whole crowd is going there because they have heard that one miracle has been performed. When a man of God teaches the word of God. He preaches the word of God. And you understand. And your faith is lifted up to God. 
You are always divinely selected. Amen. Humility is upon your life. You will always receive the blessings of God. You will always be moved in the spirit of God. Everything that you do will do well. And the same thing, many people say, "Watch, watch, watch." Now, as some new rule, we need more. So, we didn't know that. Walking in righteousness. So, you might not understand sometimes when you are proud how things happen. It will surprise you that this humility area is what is worrying a lot of us. We are not patient to wait and be under the man of God to train us and to build the house of God today. This is separating. This disloyalty has set in. This one is leaders and loyalty, isn't it? Yes. When they get some small gift and they can pray for somebody to receive healing, the person's faith in God and you pray the person has received healing doesn't make you a prophet, doesn't make you somebody who is much uh, powerful than your, your, your man of God who you are under and you said I'm going to start a church. People start separating themselves, moving away from the main places that they should have been and then re- and wait for God's timing, for God's instructions. No. They are in a hurry to move out Humility is worrying the ministry a lot. Who told you that when Elijah, when Elijah had performed double miracles of Elijah, you would have said that this man is greater. But Jesus said that, look, a serpent is not greater than his master. Because Elijah performed how many miracles? 16 miracles. And Elijah performed 32 miracles. If you are comparing them, you will say that in your own assumption and your own judgment, you will say that Elijah is more powerful than Elijah. And you will Elijah the small gifting that you have received, you are trying to use it and to do evil and to do wrong things. On the Mount of Transfiguration, when they got there, the God, God proved to us that, look, no matter what, a servant is not greater than his master. He called Elijah and Moses. Why did he call Elijah? Why is that the man performed double miracles and the spirit of Elijah rather didn't come on John the Baptist? The spirit of Elijah rather came on John the Baptist. I didn't know. Elijah to me John the Baptist. So name Elijah the Nebuchadnezzar. He is a servant. He is a servant. He was anointed in the office from Elijah. God has his way of doing things. God has a way of blessing us. When you don't stay under authority, disloyalty will set in. And you cannot be a good leader. Hey. Hey. Are you hearing me, somebody? Hallelujah. Amen. So the same thing happened in the case. You see, I'll show you something. First, 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 so much after 13. Now, 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 this is the main area that if you can understand this area, it can help you in your ministry. It can help you as a leader. Listen, first Samuel, this man, we all know that Samuel, Saul, Saul was an ordinary, he was also somebody who was a Fulani boy. He went after looking for the asses. Then what came? What happened? His first reaction was that they said that no, the way we are struggling and going about that this lost goal we cannot find. Let us go and see the man of God. Immediately they thought of God. God was looking for somebody to make him a king. Because there was pressure that they needed a king. Then the Lord saw in the realm of the spirit when he was on his throne and said, Ah, look at Saul. He has 
He has offered to look for me, to seek me for help. This man can be a king. When we seek the face of God, that's why God said that seek and you shall find. When you come to the house of God, you are seeking God, not the man of God, not any other thing that you have come to the house of God to do, but you have come to relate with God one to one. So we are supposed to lift your faith up. We are supposed to help you to believe God so that God will use you for whatever purpose he wants Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody understanding me? Now this is Saul rent one year and when he had rent two years over Israel. Now listen to the next one. Yes, and he said that Saul chose him three thousand men of Israel. Israel. Okay, there was a battle. Go to verse 3. There was a battle now that we we're going to fight. Verse 3. Okay, verse 4. Now, this was preparation for a battle. He said, and all Israel had that saw had smitten a garrison of the Philistines and that Israel also had in abomination with the Philistines. And the people were called together after Saul to Gilgal. Verse 5. Watch this. Now, the Philistines gathered themselves together to fight with Israel. 30,000 chariots, 6,000 horsemen, people as the sand which is on the seashore in multitude and they came up and pitched in Mechmash eastward from Bethaven. The next verse. When the men of Israel saw that they were in a strait, for people were distressed, then the people hid themselves in caves, number one, in tickets, number two, in rocks, in high places where the people said that they were serving God, they were going to idol worship, they were worshiping God. The people of Israel, they come to church all right, they meet the men of God all right, but when they have left the presence of God, they went to, they know where the gods are, they know where the fetish are, they knew where they were consulting things. state of the Israelite, their behavior and their mind, when trouble came, where they were, they went to hide. Some of them went to their gods, where they have been crying on and seeking for powers. They went there to go and hide. And in pits, verse seven. And some of the Hebrews went over Jordan to the land of God and, Gil- and Gilead. Uh, as for Saul, he was yet in Gilgal, and all the people followed him, trembling. Next verse, they were all trembling. And he tarried seven days according to the set of time that Samuel had appointed. But Samuel came not to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. Now, see, who can understand this? Can you say that Saul didn't know where Samuel was? He knew the synagogue, he knew the temple, he knows where Samuel prays all the time. He knew when he went to him when he needed the face to seek the face of God. Saul knew where Samuel was. Seven days the people have gathered and they were waiting to fight and they were waiting for Saul to come. Instead of Saul humbling himself, 
to send the chariots and commanders and soldiers to go and bring some other. Hey, look at the problem that we are facing. Please come and help us. Come and sacrifice. Do the offering for us so that we can win this battle. But these people, they are a multitude like a seashore. We are telling my people are running away in caves and this. We need the help of God. He said that Saul did not do that. He knew with the pride. I mean, there, there, there was no humility in Saul. the prophet had known, he knows whatever was happening. He was waiting for Saul to send for him, call him, and he didn't come. So he said that look if someone cry, if he's not coming, the man of God is not coming, tell me to cry. God anointed me. I was prophesying with the people, and then I'm also a prophet. I think I also have the authority as a prophet. Now these days, when I pray for people, people fall down. I won't ask my senior pastor what to do about this case. It's like now there, me too, I can do this and then receive some some Grace be that Adumbi woman. So it's right. Italian. When That's problem right. comes, it's like right. for one person you have prayed, you have seen that you have prophesied. When problems come, instead of you going and referring the case to your senior prophet or your pastor and telling him that look, I have this situation, what do we do? You think that because you also have some small anointing, you can operate in that anointing. Hey! You don't just get up and operate in the anointing of God when God has not directed you. One day I went for a convention in Techiman. I was very surprised that one day when our, our prophet Bishop Baden was praying for me one time that I fell under the... I didn't believe in the falling down. But when he prayed for me, I fell down that day. Then I heard him speak like as if either he was speaking from far away, from a far away voice to me that, look, God has called you a prophet. One day I'd gone to pray for somebody and the spirit, the, the spirit jumped into my car. They were chasing me. I said, hey, where's prophet? Because when I was calling prophet, prophet was not in the town. He had traveled out of the country. When I called him out of coverage area and I had gone to pray for this person and the person has received deliverance. When the person was well, he said that, Charlie, we are, I, I saw one, a, a white man and a short one with a beard that appeared. And after the person was delivered, he was fine. But when I was going, I thought that Charlie, the job was done. I, it was, I was new to this prophetic area. I never knew what was going wrong or what was wrong. But I felt that, oh, Charlie, God has moved. Everything is fine. Because when I went there, the demon told me that you, hey, we know Kaka. Go and call Kaka. As for you, who mind you? Wow. Hey! Hey! The hey. demon spoke to me. The woman who was lying down dead, as soon as I reached her and I prayed for the woman, the woman sprang up from the ground and said, Hey, you, hey, the, the demon was tricking me. It's like they have also recognized me, but he was tricking me. I said, Hey, but Prophet, do I know he's not there? He has travel. So what do I do? Hey. So I said, Look, the God that prophesies. The God of my father, Bishop Dakiwad Mills. Uh, I started using names. Right. And when I used Bishop Dakiwad Mills, my father, I said, the prophet that I know, the father in my life, under whose ministry I am saved, under whose ministry that, that I understand that Jesus Christ came to die for me, saved me and delivered me through his blood today, I command you in the name of Jesus, out! Then the person fell down. 
I was lying down there. And then when I prayed for two hours under the pulpit, I said, Lord, wherever prophet is, please deliver me now. Let me go home free. Let not these spirits chase me and follow me. When I moved, I feel the Lord. I felt something unusual. After, after two hours lying in front of the pulpit, when I went there, the place was dark. Everybody had gone home. It was around 10, 11, 12 o'clock in the night. I was there praying. Then around 12, midnight, then the, the Spirit of God told me that, look, you are free. I got up and now I could go home and I was free to move. So I had gone for a convention at Ingranza. When I slept in the night, I saw in the realm of the spirit that rivers in the whole town in Ingranza had come up against be in the house where I was staying. They said, "Hey, you, what have you come to do in this life? I saw crocodiles coming out of the river. I saw dummies and statues and all kinds of things coming out of the They came to circle around the building and they said that they were coming to destroy the I shouldn't come there and deliver and heal anybody there. And I said, hey, these people, what can I do? These gods of this land, how can I deal with them? Then in the dream, I saw prophet. At that time, prophet was using a white land cruiser. I saw prophet coming in a white land very fast. He drove and went as soon as he was. He said that. Then I said, prophet, I'm in trouble with this ghost. And then prophet was behind the court. He said that, huh? Now it is time for you to declare yourself that you are ready. Just wow. commanded, and they will go. Then he gave me the instruction. Then I said, oh, I command in the name of Jesus, flee away from here. Ah. Then there was a bomb from heaven. Power, black them. Then all of them reversed back into the rivers. Hallelujah. He said that the mantle has been given to you, so operate in it. He said that, yes, he said, he said, Bushom says, Bushom says that the mantle that we are operating in it, you have received your soul, operate in it. I said, wow. Said, wow. What a blessing. From that day, then I saw that when you speak some demon can go. When you do this, he says, so it's just, that doesn't just happen by chance. It comes with humility. Humility. But now, let me finish this side. He didn't call for the prophet. And you saw one throw deep for no. Me, I was seeking the help of the senior prophet. When I was operating in the prophetic, or when I saw some small sign or some gift, I want to consult. I want to find out. You people, when you receive some small gift, you don't contact your pastor. Now, when you have arrived, hey, hey. 
Listen to what happened to Saul here. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 he said that, and the people were scattered from him. Verse nine. Shemunkron. Verse nine. Now watch this. He said, and Saul said, being hid a burnt offering. He said that to me. He said that bring it quickly to me. The peace offering. He said, oh, if Saul, uh, 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 bring it. Let me also offer it. So Saul himself offered the sacrifice. He didn't go and call Saul. Saul too was there waiting for him. And always, God is always looking at your first sign of your reaction. Okay. God is looking at your heart. Who will you call on to? Who will cry on to? When hey. When the woman cried unto Jesus, immediately they received as soon as you cry unto God God comes to your rescue when you don't seek the face of God you don't receive that grace from God you your God or your blessing he made himself a prophet and he offered the burnt offering as soon as he did it watch this next verse and like, you know, I see God doesn't know what you are doing. God knows whatever you are doing. He said that, and it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering, offering, offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. Every time when you have had and you have misdirected your life and you have abused your humility and and, and, and you see, God will now come at a point and, and, and prove to you that look at your foolishness. Saul went, now Saul went out to meet Saul. When he saw him coming, what kind of powerful trick is that? And he I was waiting for you to come. I mean, how can you talk to your senior prophet that I was waiting for you to come? He didn't come. You have chariots, you have commanders. You could have sent them to go and bring Saul. You didn't go. You didn't seek the help of somewhere. Now, when you saw him coming, you are telling that, oh, I was waiting for you to come. But now, listen to what he was telling him. He said, I was waiting for you to come. And to meet him and salute him. And Samuel said, what hast thou done? And I faced and so said, because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that thou comest not. He was accusing the prophet. You didn't come. It's not like when some situation, something happening amongst the church people and even your congregation. And this, they expect that the pastor should be there himself. God is always waiting for your reaction. When Jesus Christ was on this earth, the same thing happened. Anything that seems to be impossible with these multitudes of people, how would they defeat them? Everything was possible with God. Mary and Martha, they said that they love God so much. When their brother Lazarus died, the first thing that they did was that they sent for Jesus. Divine selection has taken place. Humility has taken place. They know the God that they serve. The question is, do you know the God that you serve? Do you know the God that you serve? When things are not going well, things are not happening the way you want it, will you still be with your God? The women went, they sent for Jesus. Jesus said, no problem, just wait four days. Saul knew the battle was taking place, he waited seven days. He was waiting to see the reaction of Saul, what he would do. 
Sometimes God is only waiting to see your reaction. God wants to know your your move, your first move. Whether you seek God first. Seeking first the kingdom of God. What move are you making? So that God can bring you that divine selection. Are you hearing me, somebody? What did you all say? Saul said, that, "Look, he said that, and Saul said, because I saw that the people were scattered, and he said that that comes." Uh, not within the days appointed. You are, you are accusing your prophet that you should have come within the seven days. And that the Philistines gathered themselves together and they came against us. And so, next verse, he said that you, the way I've waited for you, pa, you didn't come. You think that you are co-equal with your head. Jesus has reminded that the servant is not greater than his master. When someone has anointed you, when your pastor has anointed you, how can you say that now you have some anointing greater than your, your, your master? May it not be you in Jesus' name. May you not have pride in the name of Jesus. Now look at the pride of Saul. He said, that, Therefore said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgad, and I have not paid supplication unto them. He said, I have not paid to God and this because you should have come in seven days. You are not coming and he was talking to him and God said, hey. and I forced myself. He said, because you did, I forced myself. Who told you that when you are waiting for God and you have humility, patience to wait and you are not able to wait and you, you, you just do things in any way. You force yourself to do things. You are out of order. You've broken the law. So, so far as you have not taken counsel from God and you have not seek your pastor's help and your pastor's counsel and you finish taking a decision when you are finished then you come and tell pastor that oh this is my situation and when it happened like that this is what I did though so now what should I do I mean what are you trying to relate to God but the first reaction that will come from you is that let me seek the face of my God first. Let me talk to my pastor first that this situation, what should I do? And then he will give you the best counsel and that divine selection will fall upon you and then you receive your deliverance. Amen. I forced myself and offered a benson. Now look at this one. Look at this Look, look, look at this one. Now, this is where everybody needs. This is the thing that has touched my heart for, for so many years. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God. When you take a decision without consulting God, we are a foolish person. I mean, you, you have problems, you are in church, you come, your pastor relates to you, fine. You come for everything, and then when something has happened, and then sometimes you are not receiving some blessings from God. I don't receive my child. I'm not receiving this. I don't receive my breakthrough. I'm not getting a job. So I'm going somewhere else and that kind of thing. You don't come and consult your pastor to cancel you and pray with you. Then when you don't, when you come with that seeking, God will divinely select you because you have humility that is operating. And so the, 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 the divine selection of God and the favor of God and the grace of God will come upon you and you receive your deliverance and what you want. And he said, That's how God Which he commanded thee, for now the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. So, all along that Saul was appointed king, 
not knowing that he was on probation. Inti brado do ne se odi hinin ne se ne nyakopo so na Hey, hey. Yeah. Yeah. The man was operating as a king. Sometimes some anointing comes upon you. God is giving you probation to see how you operate with the gift. Inti tuna bin nyamengo se beba so ne mo ye so he brado de so That's why that he was a king. E brado do no ye odi hinin na no. was on probation. Se ne ye so he bre. But God waited for this problem to arise. God has allowed it so that he will see what is in the heart of Saul so that he would have established his throne that you are the king of Israel forever. The gifts will come. The grace will come. The anointing will come. But your humility is needed. This man was not humble enough to honor his fathers. To honor his pastors. And he thinks that now he can also operate as a pastor. He said that look, you have failed the test. Humility, your pride has made you sacrifice. So it was probation. When, when you are looking for a job, sometimes you go and look for employment. They will tell you that okay, now we want to give you three months, and then you work for three months. When they see that oh, they are not very clear, they will add another three months. They say six months. Some companies they are six months probation. But when you behave well, they see your humility. They see how you work, and they are satisfied with your work. Then they will give you a letter of acceptance. Amen. And to be a kupa juma biwa mama busumi and sebiwa busumi siya. But me wa. Kesi wajuu hobra hobra wa hobra siya. And when you went to the work, you are working there. You think that you are a full staff there. And to one who is a bribia on number busumi and sebiwa busumi and sebiwa busumi siya. You be going and coming and enjoying salary and everything. You think that you are a full staff. But you are on probation. And so can I say yes? When they see that that type of humility is not found in you, your character. Your behavior. Some people who are fornicating, doing all sorts of things, they say they are spiritual. You're on probation. A lot of us, we are on probation. God is watching you. So when you receive the small gift, don't try and uh, make yourself pompous. Don't show disrespect to authorities and those that are ahead of you. Understand that you're on probation. Can somebody hear me? Can somebody hear me? Hallelujah. Amen. So that is it. And the sanity that is operating. As soon as four days had taken place, Jesus told her that look, the man now is dead. Oh, let's go and wake him up. But that my daughters, they have faith in God, but they don't know the other side of me that, that something that is impossible can be possible. They don't know that me, they are faith in me that I am the life and the resurrector. But they still believe in me that if I had been here, I would have resurrected their son. That faith alone that they are operating in, my divine selection is upon them. We'll rather wait for some more days and see if their attitude and their behavior, their character, and how they are behaving, if they will lose faith in God. But Martha and Mary never lose, lost faith in God. And when four days had come, they still ran. One of them said, Oh, Jesus is coming. Oh, God, if you had been here. And then I your attitude and your behavior, your humility, and you seeking me and your mind being on me all the time, 
Whatever if it is impossible, it's I will possible. turn it out to be possible for you. And the same home brass, name Muslim Muslim Mitino, sent me your home pona, a bit to me, I want more. That's why there are some people that persistently sometimes your case, your problem that you have come, it's sometimes it's beyond a certain type of move, but rather your humility stay in the house of God. One day, one day, God is preparing you, working on your case, and one day. God will bring you out of that. And the movie on how near the bar, it will be quite like a bro different. So, that's why who brass see me, you may deal with the sort of demo into no. That when you come by and say, "Hallelujah, Amen, Hallelujah, Amen." God has a way of healing people. God has a way of setting people free. So there are some laws that you cannot bypass the law. And the rebel on the one to me, quatre and fahuda. Why Jesus arrived? He said, "Where is he? Come on, move the stone." Lazarus, comfort. I speak to you that any ministry that you are holding, whatever ministry that you want to carry, whatever work that you want to do for God, I speak to you to be alive now in Jesus' name. Amen. Prophesy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, there are some times that you have to understand this third law. The law of repeated ministration. Now our father tells us that if God ministers to you, should you not have an instant recovery? This is what I will expect. However, there is often a need for repeated and sustained ministration to the same person you will see this law in, sorry, you will see this law in operation many times in the Bible. In second case chapter five, verse ten and fourteen, the Bible says that and Elijah sent the messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times. Why did he wash only one time? God has put certain measures of laws in place that this particular problem, if you watch once, it will not bring the healing. So when you have a certain type of problem, and it's so happy or so. If it is a generational case, like yesterday I introduced that, that to neutralize cases. Our father has written that you have to neutralize your case, case over your life. Some of them are cases that are existing in your life for generations upon generations. Some of your cases is not one day. It has to be repeated ministration. We have to pray for repeated ministration. I have seen some very wild miracles that has ever happened. Repeated ministration. I've seen it. He washed himself seven times in the water. There's one lady. I was there one day. She called me. That's your friend. Some few years now. She had a four-year child, four-year-old child. And she had taken the child to the hospital. They've prayed, they've given the child drips, they've given medication, they've taken the blood sample, they've done everything the doctors. So at the point, the doctors gave up and they took off everything and they told the mother that, look, please, uh, this is your child's situation. There's nothing we can do. You can take the child home. 
There's nothing we can do. He will lie in this hospital bed just like that. The lady can't, the small child cannot sit up. She, she, she can't eat. She had not eaten for four days. When the, the, the child was dry, the child was pale. Then the lady said that she, she, she heard that she should call me. Into what kind of friend? So she called me, and when she called me, I said, "Hello, please, oh, please, I have a problem. I've come. Um, um, pastors have come here to pray. People have come here to pray, but I, I heard that I should call you." Ma, me wo how be aso for be bom paye dey so me tell say I was telling friend. Where are you? He says at the tech hospital. And was so when was so tech hospital. I said, "Okay, if you have faith, I'll come." I didn't know what I was going to see. So I went to the hospital. I went to the children's ward. The child was lying down there. He said, Pastor, they told me when I finished talking to you, they told me I should take the child home. But I said, I am waiting for you. I want you to come and pray first before I take the child. I said, hey, this kid's here. How long has the child been in the hospital? said the child has been here for one month. But he was responding, but for the past four days, nothing. The eyes of the child was this. I felt some compassion. Said, I don't know why you have to call me. Father, I pray for mercy. He did this child. I don't know what to do. In the name of Jesus, we cover you with the blood. We restore to your strength. I cried from my heart. And I prayed. And I said, rise up! I was a sorry! Because I remember that Jesus, he told the woman who was dead that he should rise up and he resurrected. I prayed with my heart, rise up! I was sorry! Sorry! Get up! Sorry! In the name of Jesus! I will hold the hand! Rise up! You won't rise up! Sorry, no, sorry. Be up on your feet, you won't rise up. Sorry, you know, no, sorry, you know. Look at my eyes. Say Jesus. I told the lady, I said, Look, Naya, please, the situation we have prayed. No, catch your banner, say, I live in the house of God, will do it. Whatever the doctors have said, you can take the child home. The doctor for can open the before And you know, my faith was not there at that time to see that. What I proclaimed and prophesied and everything, I didn't see any move. Was any Gideon? Well, who said you can't even be believed? You think if I had the power, I would have said, "I shall rise up and with confidence." I said, "Oh, you that's walk." Right, that's right. I haven't heard from God. I haven't seen anything from God. I had to pray with my faith. And we had to leave the woman's faith up that look it is well. The, the prayer will work. They believe that I had and I encouraged me while I was also having some doubt in my mind. I had, I had to master faith. I had to help. That's why Jesus most of the time he told the people, if only you believe. So I told the lady, look, I heard that Jesus Christ was telling the people that who were in certain situations that only believe. So I want you also to believe that this is your daughter. Will arise. She'll be fine. I know she'll be fine. So you take the child home. But by the grace of God, it is well. I'll come back again. I'll come to the house. I'll come and pray again. But when I finished and I was going, I say, yeah. I'll go house to the house and go and pray again. But I'll pray here. God did not. I didn't know that there was what? 
the law of repeated ministration. You can go again and go and pray. And it will Sometimes somebody's one is just one time prayer. Somebody's one is two times. Somebody's three, four, five, six. Seven. When Elijah was waiting for the rain to come, he sent the servant go and see what is that. Elijah he went to said, go again. He said, go again. He went seven times and he said, I've seen something like a fist and arm of man dead showing up in the sky. Okay. The man of God said, that is it. That is it. I've seen So, the loss of repeated ministration is real. It's fantastic. I go home. I said, I was wondering. In fact, it fell on me. I was talking about it in my mind. My spirit said, oh God. Wouldn't you have read this? Where's the healing power? I said, oh, it is well. So, I went to sleep. In the night. I want 3 a.m. Before I slept, around 12, I was going to travel early in the morning to Accra. So I went on my knees and I prayed for the child. I said, Lord, I know that you answer prayers. Have compassion for the mother and this child. So heal the child. I prayed around 12, 1 and I slept. I was asleep. Three, I look at the time when I woke up from the dream. Exactly 3.25 when I woke up from the dream. I had a dream. And I saw an, somebody has appeared in white. And when he came, he said that, come. So when he called me that come, I saw myself, I hadn't been to Jerusalem before. He took me to Jerusalem. And I was walking in this and I asked him that, where is this place? And I said, who are you? He said, you follow me. I want to show you something. Then I said, where is this place? He said, this is Jerusalem. And I said, where are we going? He said, I'm taking you to the house of Jairus. So he took me to the house of Jairus. Some mad houses and some block of structure. This is Jerusalem. This is Jairus' house. He said, yes, come. Then when we entered, I saw a child lying on the bed. And he said, this is Jairus' daughter, 12 year old. Unless I show you, unless I speak to you, for my healing power to take place, the person will not receive any healing. So, I'm showing you that unless I talk, unless I speak to you, unless I move, nothing happens. So you have compassion to raise that child. That's your compassion that you have. For this particular child, this is the way. Then he showed me. He told me some two, three things. And he said that, arise. And I saw the child and who said Jaros ban sorry? And I said, Wow. And I said, Wow. So you are Jesus. And you have resurrected. Well, I'm your friend. And I saw the father Jaros. And who Papa Jaros? And I saw another man. And who be my So this is Jaros home. And to Hannah Jaros at here. Then the Lord said that I'm healing that child. No, see me standing here. Then I woke up. And what yanny? Then I woke up three twenty one. Yanny, no me stand smart. Do no back moon. I said, Hey, no, see, hey. The child there, you should receive healing. My faith and the, the, the spirit that came into me. I said, wow. God wants to heal the child. I must pray for the child again. 
the loss of repeated ministration. So, I said, should I call the woman? I, I shouldn't call. So I said, no, it is too early, 3.25. Let me wait in the morning. And I'll call the woman. Or I'll go there and pray with the woman. But strangely enough, I was tired because I was driving and I had to travel and I was driving. I slept around one. By 3 o'clock, 3.25, I'm woken up. And I up to 4. I saw that, hey, if I'm driving and I sleep on the road to you, some danger, but anyway, the Spirit of God is with me. So I said, oh, let me sleep small. So I set the alarm at 6 o'clock. I had to set up at 5. But the time that I slept was too much. So I slept. So the, as soon as the alarm rang, 6 o'clock, I got up I said, hey, I have to set off. Then I got up, took my shower, put on my dress, and I set off from the house. When I was going, I had forgotten that. I said, I will pass by the lady's house to pray for the lady. I was somewhere in Konongo. Then the Holy Spirit reminded me that you didn't pass and pray. Merci. And the Nipawa and I just said, Coco Crab from the Fedor Damanu Sabo, Nanibano, and our Cocono, and our Kunkunikani say, Look at some of Bompai Ama Akodayo. Chema, you are welcome. Chema, you are welcome. Amen. And then all of a sudden, when I remembered and I got the instruction that you, okay, didn't, pass, you didn't pass and pray for me, so one Kubompai Manono. But because I said I will heal her, I will heal her. No, okay, said my son, you didn't say you didn't pray for her. So I pulled over on the roadside from Koko. And I picked the phone. I said, hey, and let me call the lady. Then I called the lady. I said, sister, where are you now? He said, oh, we are in the house. I said, and I asked her, has the child gotten up? He said, no, he's lying in the bedroom. I am in the hall. And I said, oh, don't worry. Jesus says, I should tell you. Your child will rise. Sorry. She will be healthy. She, she has to see healing. So right now, as I am speaking to you, your child received the power of healing. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to Accra. When I'm from Accra, I'll pass by the house and come and pray for the child again. Bye. Then I Bye. put the phone on. I just prayed and I went. I went to Accra when I was coming around 6 o'clock, 6.30, I arrived back in Kumasi. I went to the lady's I'm now going there to go. So I'm telling you that, look, if the prophets will know certain things, then I, mean, I don't know. I, I particularly, I'm speaking for myself. I, I, if I knew that, okay, I had, I know God would do it, but I don't know whether it is done or I didn't see that. I don't know anything, but it's like, I'm not going again to go and pray for the child to the house. When I arrived in the house and I blew the horn and the gate was open, the child was running in the compound. Hey! 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 What a shot! Hey! I couldn't move the car into the compound again. Wow. I got down from the car. Was it free car? With great joy. And then I said, hey. hey. The mother had had the horn. The mother also came from the room. He said, because he said you pass here in the evening. We are waiting to tell you what the Lord has done. I said, what has the Lord done? Wow. I said, hey. This thing is miraculous. What happened? I didn't see it. He said, Pastor, you can't believe it. Pastor, you can't believe it. As soon as you prayed with me, and I put the phone down, he said that I saw my child come out of the room. He came and stood by me. The woman said she was sitting in the hall. The child who has not been walking, he's lying in the bed for one month. The child now walks out. And he gives a mama, I'm happy. 
hungry. Give me food to eat. And the mother said that, look, I've gone to cook. I've given her fried rice. I've given her spaghetti. <laughs> I've done this. She has eaten all the food. And she's playing the compact now. Praise the Lord somebody. Hallelujah. Wow. Only two times. In premier so. I prayed the first one and the second one. But God has shown me how what he is doing. It just took place with easy. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody is receiving that mantle. Somebody is receiving that grace. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You want to operate in the prophetic, be humble. Hey. Hey. Wow. Wow. And the last one. The and I'm ending. Now what the He said that hmm, the law of spiritual time. <laughs> when God wants to do something in his own time, you can't force God to move. He does it in his own time. Now listen, it says Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. Galatians. It is important to understand that the law of the timing of miracles. Why did Jesus come to the earth only 2,000 years ago? When the time was right, God sent his son. Galatians 4.4 But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son and made of a woman. Yeah, oh, under the law. Wow. Wow. Hey. Hey. So when I read this book, and the broken case and I saw that my father gave the example of how a certain timing took place in no. this ministry. He said that in 1988, God placed me in the office of a teacher. At another time, he placed me. He placed on me the anointing to pastor the church. He then gave me an anointing to minister with miracles, manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Why didn't he do it all at once? God has a time for your breakthrough. Confirming yesterday what... Our father Ransford was saying, as you flow with him, you will come into, into special days and you will be truly blessed. Do not be angry with God because he is keeping to his schedule. Tell somebody, don't worry at all. God has his timing for you. If you can understand these four gifts, you will be blessed. You will be humble. God will use you mighty to touch lives and move to the uttermost parts of this life. May the Spirit of God be upon you. May you receive that ocean of the anointing to do the work of the ministry. Walk in humility and be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for ministry I had with you. It's such a great opportunity. And uh, our, 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 our Bishop. Wow.